0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly. Uh, you're with Matthew Fisher here and my co-host, Ray Butin. You know, How you doing over there, Ray? Pretty
1: good. How about you?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. You know, getting in, getting closer into the fall, closer to uh, Halloween's Eve. You know what I mean? Halloween's, uh, what, 31 days away? 30, uh, something like that, 32 days away. The, um, you know... You getting excited for Halloween? Halloween's like uh are they even doing Halloween this year? Have you heard anything?
1: I don't know if they're doing the trick or treating there's a lot of debate about whether kids should be out there, yada yada yada. So yeah. I I don't know. I feel bad if the kids don't do it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's one of those things, but the last couple of years, even before COVID, they've been trying to kill Halloween off. That's why we did Halloween. We were trying to bring a little Halloween joy back to the to the people.
1: Well, I love I love October because everything you look at, every uh, platform did uh, run in horror films like crazy. It's my time yeah, of year. Right. I could just binge on them.
0: Well, even like the falls when all the leaves die. So, like, uh, do you think that there's any type of energy because of Mother Earth? Mother Earth kind of, you know, I guess she's kind of shedding her skin in a way. You know what I mean?
1: Well, she's uh putting the old out she'll go to sleep and then in the spring she wakes up again all renewed and fresh
0: there you go she hibernates like a bear.
1: Hibernates like a bear. it's a time of reflection that's uh basically what the uh there are native american stories that uh, when the bear goes into hibernation mm-hmm. uh, when it comes it digest uh everything that it's eaten well the, the story is that people in winter during the dark time should digest what has happened the previous year and like the bear when it comes out of hibernation even if it's in the same area it has a new perspective it has a new way of looking at things it sees everything in wonder all over again with the knowledge it gained from the previous year so it's a good thing for people to do in what is called the dark time is go within and then digest everything let it settle and in the springtime with the knowledge you have but not holding the baggage but with the knowledge that you've gained in that time of contemplation is to look at everything fresh as it's born again
0: Yeah. What the hibernation period does, it, does the bear sleep or is it just be lazy and like lay around in a cave catching up on Netflix
1: uh, sleeps. straight through straight through
0: bam that's a that's a lot of so are they awake when they're when they're when they're out and about
1: uh well I wouldn't want to constantly
0: you know what I mean like is it one of those things where they just don't like they don't have a sleep pattern like
1: we do they have a sleep pattern hibernation is is, hibernation is more like a a kind of a deep sleep semi-coma thing
0: what if we never beers had incredible drug problems and they had to go into rehab for a little bit what if that was the deal? Uh... maybe alcoholism. They're called beers after all, right? Yeah, they are called beers. What can you do? What can you do? Are we getting too wacky already? Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, uh... Yeah, something else very cool happened recently. Uh, Ray Booten over here, our hero in the paranormal, in the spirit zone, <laughs> uh has just became even more of a hero in the world, where he uh, just received some certificates of official uh, real-deal stuff. you want to tell the folks about that real quick? Uh,
1: Well, it's just two. I do ongoing studies. Um, One of them is in the uh, Jewish Bible, what people call the Old Testament, and one is in the uh, Jewish New Testament. Mm -hmm. Uh, What that does, what makes it a little bit different from other um studies is that uh and I like to do this across the board. I like to find as close as I can original writings and try and look at them in the perspective of what happened when they were written. I mean if you're looking at the New Testament, what did it mean in the 1st century? What was what was going on in Israel at the 1st century? Um what and sometimes, if you're looking at old translations to try and find one, because a word may be different, yeah. Um, everything throughout history, if you're looking at the New Testament for the last 2,000 years, has been translated and retranslated. And depending upon who you are and what your point of view is, whether on purpose or by mistake, uh, because of an influence you don't even realize you have, you may change something uh greek one of the first languages that uh many of the writings went into uh, was notorious to not have all the same words sometimes they'd pick a word that sounded like it yeah now that that can change your whole meaning truth right 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 there it can, it can change your whole meaning uh I, one example is that um some people a lot of people and it's been translated over and over again if they look at for instance the torah it's uh, is the law. Mm. Whereas in the old Hebrew, the Torah was translated as the teachings. Hmm. That puts puts a slightly different uh, spin on it. it. Sure does. And re- yeah. even recently, if you you can go back twenty, thirty years or more, a little bit more, and you go over to England, if you ask for a cigarette, you'd ask for a fag. That's true. I and I
0: something else well, nowadays
1: that that's something else nowadays course, yeah. uh it's been changed so when some something over time it crosses continents yeah. the people who are translating or looking at it they put in some of their personal beliefs i like to uh go back as i said try and understand and find as much information as i can as to what was going on during that time what the words in a language actually was, the meanings behind them, and, uh, get from that. It's the same thing. I mean, if, if let's say someone were to look into Buddhism, you can look at, you can look at a paper that someone from a university wrote, or you can try reading what the Dalai Lama wrote. Yeah. And I'm going to trust the Dalai Lama on Buddhism more than I am, uh, an intellectual trying to explain it to me who, uh, basically is trying to figure it out themselves to pass it on so I' as much as possible I'll go back to old original sources and put it in the context of the time the belief in the people then right across the board and those are just two I'm working on uh, another certificate probably take me another year or two to do uh, for more understanding different cultural influences and etc but uh, it's one of the things I do in my part-time
0: I think it's very cool. I think you're you're always increasing your knowledge, you know. Plus, you're getting the certificate, which is even you know, awesome. Put it on the wall and stuff, and you know, dr. in. You know, you're you're learning the craft to the fullest. You know, you've, you've you know many about it, much much about it. You, you know, that's that's why that's what landed you on the show. You know, that and the good look. You know, I need someone to make me look good. and... Uh, so like I, I was very when I seen that I was very, it I made me warm. I got the warm feeling because it's cool. I like that. I mean, I wish I had, I wish I could do so. I mean, I probably could. Not, not you know. I'm not saying I, I can't handle anything. But it's one of the. It's cool. I thought it's very cool that you, uh, you were doing that. That's pretty good. Uh, it's leading more into um, one day. Mostly ghostly is gonna have a class that Ray Booten, and Ray doesn't want to do this, but I want him to do it. And uh, we're going to talk him into doing some type of class or something. And this is all just more more, uh, more reasons to pay for Ray's class. and Or however he wants to do it. Maybe you can pay with spiritual bucks. Or we'll figure something out um, that'll be cool. Mostly ghostly coins for all the, the dedicated. We'll, we'll send out a, a chip, like a sobriety chip. Uh, but for the folks that have been with us, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but yeah. I think it's very cool, and, I, and congratulations, I, just, I think this is the first time we, we spoke in person, it just happened recently about it, so I congratulate you on that achievement, I think that's really cool.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. It kind of goes a little bit into uh, what we're going to be talking about today a little bit.
1: Uh, it is uh, reincarnation and past lives.
0: Yeah. It's a, uh, reincarnation is one of those things, it's... It's something that I kind of I kind of juggle, you know what I mean. I kind of go back and forth with, with um, what you know what what it is. I you know I definitely feel like you know your energy is released and, and, and goes back into the world type deal, you know what I mean. But I don't quite know how I feel quite yet about being reborn as something else or even coming back as a human. I almost feel like. And I know that there's levels to it where you can choose. You can choose to right, like at a heightened state, you can choose to transcend to another realm, or you can choose to come back. Or is it more of like a uh, more of almost like a, you you have to relive. To, you know how they say you got to relive, keep doing life until you figure you get enlightenment type type deal. Well,
1: it depends on where you go in the world. Yeah, um, there are some beliefs in the world that. Um, like like you said, I mean, and if you go into different parts of Asia, mm-hmm. um, you live your life to try and achieve enlightenment, Yeah. and what happens is that, we um, be mentioned before the Bartok Toto, um, when you die, you're shown your life, and quite often if you're grabbing onto it, or if you're not letting the life go, if you don't realize there's something greater and you're focusing on the physical world, then you're drawn back into the world until you learn those lessons. You live over and over again until you've learned all the lessons you're supposed to. Yeah. And you recognize that, you're able to move on. You also have, and if you look at, uh, in the mystical aspects of Judaism, the Kabbalah, uh, they get, you have the option there of coming back to help somebody coming back to finish a good deed coming back to uh contribute more so that's where part of the that's one of the there's many others that believe the same way but that's one of those that believe you do have a choice to be able to come back and to be able to do some good
0: yeah kabbalah recently probably i shouldn't say came back but like kabbalah was kind of more put in the spotlight in the last, like, maybe 10 years or so with, like, celebrities getting into it. Like, I know Madonna was big into it and stuff. And I wonder if that's because if it's a... You know, everybody's afraid of dying, and especially these people with big fame and wealth and stuff. It's like, why would you want to die when you've peaked? You've kind of hit plateaus in humanity. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to a certain point where life's great and... You have everything you could want. You have, you know, people that are gigantic fans of what you do, you know, you you know and, and you have all the money you could want. Money's not everything, of course, but you know what I mean. You know where I'm going for. And uh, I wonder if, like, living that lifestyle is what gives them more of a I want to return and come back type, like, uh, re- outreach. Like, that's what they're looking for. They look for the thing that they can return to back. They can kind of return back to this world because this world was so good to them in a way, you know what I mean? What's
1: your thoughts but on that? I, I think they're missing the point there. The yeah. whole point is that, uh, if you come back, it is to do good deeds for others. It is to help others. It's not to grab your wealth again, yeah. grab your fame again, or your fortune. It's to give all that up. You choose to come back to help. Yeah. Not, not to, uh, get that Ferrari again. So, I mean, if that's why they're doing it. Then they're they're missing the whole point of uh, why you would study and why you would even want to do that.
0: Man, what what do you think, in the big scheme of things, what do you think the percentage is, a pretty high number, I'm sure, of people that actually missed the mark with the religion they're going for? What do you think the percentage is of that?
1: Uh, Not to be too critical, but I would say probably fairly high. Yeah. Yeah. and i would say that's because of because of you, human nature 65
0: or uh, 75% you think
1: oh yeah. yeah i mean people people will look for something that they want yeah. based on either a fear or a need and not examine that fear or need and then go for what they need which is a totally different thing
0: they do kind it is kind of a selfish reason to go into it cuz even with that religious aspect they're they're in search of salvation for themselves when they go to a church or a religion right so, like, it is kind of almost, we weirdly, awkwardly, almost kind of a selfish act.
1: But it depends on what you consider salvation. If salvation is coming to fully realize the spiritual person that you are mm-hmm. and, to, and to bring others to that realization, and in that case, if that happens, then you would want to come back to help others. If that's the situation, then uh, I don't think it is selfish to try and be... The best that you can be, becoming one with your original uh, spirit body, yeah. the uh, Adam Cadman, which is your original spirit body, uh, which goes back to uh, when you were first created before all the incarnations, and to be able to spread that light, I don't think that's that's uh, selfish, but I think that's a point people miss.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like salvations, it's like the, the shedding of like the worldly sins, so to speak, where like you would... You come to grips with the fact that you're human and you you gotta mis- make mistakes, but you know you try to walk a good path. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I had I had a question one time. I uh, uh, that I would bring a, up occasionally, getting into deep uh, deep conversations with people, and I would say that: Are you comfortable if, when you die, and you embrace the ultimate, the divine God, whatever name you want to put there? are you comfortable with giving up your identity of who you are now in other words i wouldn't be ray right i would give it all up and merge with the divine mm-hmm. and mo- most people look at you like what no 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 you don't do that just are yourself you don't do that. okay you're holding on to the world and you're holding yeah. on to that body and the so. identity people gave you yeah. get rid of it get rid of it that's not what you are that's not your core no is
0: that the ego you think holding them back
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it's interesting. Cause, you know, it's it's almost like that they still believe in that physical form, even though they're going into the spiritual form. Like whenever people say, like uh, when you, a couple, you know, a, 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 you know, a significant other passes or something, and you always hear people say, "Oh, well, you'll be back together again in heaven." You know what I mean? It's a nice thought. But it's we. it doesn't quite... Like, the way I've learned heaven to be is it's not exactly like that. You know what I mean? It's not... It's not like you're going to go to heaven live in a big mansion with your significant other, your, your, your wife or husband or whatever. and it, it, You know what I mean? And just live on the golden streets. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I don't feel that's the deal. It, we're all... We're, I think we're all, like, joined spiritually, like, in the afterlife. Like, there's no there's no physical bodies up there either. It's almost like people feel like when they die, they're getting a physical body in, like, heaven. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to show up to a house with the, you know, whatever year Mercedes Benz in the parking lot, God white, chilling hard, white on white cream, you know what I mean? And they're going to walk through their gigantic mansion house with the big pool in the backyard, and uh, that they can, like, flip a switch and change it to, like, different parts of the world, you know what I mean? Like... I don't believe it. heaven's, like, physical, you know what I mean? Like, I think people feel that the heaven, the heaven, uh, you know, the whole heaven deal is, more, is almost like a, another physical realm where you kind of, you enter another body and just live a good life, a happier life, you know what I mean? What's your take on that?
1: Uh, I tend to go less with um, physical rewards. I go more with the spiritual union with the creator.
0: Do you get that, though? Have you ever encountered, like, that feel when talking to somebody, like, that they they think it's less... They think it like, like not less spiritual, but more... Like, they're actual like, physical. Like, they're going to go into a, another physical body. Have you ever...
1: I think part of that is... And it crosses several different belief systems. Yeah. Um, Islam is one, where you uh, go, and there's a palace and... You know, if you've been good or you've been a martyr, et cetera, et cetera, you have 60-something virgins. Yeah, um, it's, That's very earth-orientated. Um, and people start thinking about, oh, and yes, it's a beautiful place, and we'll reunite, and oh, this is all this beauty. You're holding on to uh, two things. One is you're holding on to the planet. Two is if you take a look at some, old, some of the older writings and realize when they were written. Uh, and you're looking at tribal people in uh, a culture, and let's say they were tribal, usually at the time they may have been a king or something, and there was a palace, and you're trying to explain to these people what a reward is. Well, they start relating it to, oh, it would be living in that palace with that luxury. Or, oh, it would be having, you know, 200 goats in my herd. Whatever it happens to be, um things are put into you know this is your reward and it was put in a context that they could understand yeah but they embraced the physical image used to convey reward yes yeah. and made that the ultimate goal
0: beauty is in the eye of the beholder right behold the pill podcast um, but beauty is, uh, in the eye of the beholder, and it's almost, do you feel that heaven's different for, for different people?
1: Uh, I think ultimately, yeah. in the end, it ends up being the same for everybody.
0: Or even hell, for that matter, to bring the bad boy into the situation.
1: Like, I, I, you, I, I, you know what I mean?
0: Well,
1: hell, you see, I, I have this rather, what I consider radical uh, view of hell and demons yeah. one is I believe it is separation from the divine mm-hmm. but also um, people talk about um, eternal damnation yeah. and they mention demons or they mention Satan or Lucifer etc 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 I believe that if you have a divine creator where everything everything comes from the nature of that creator is creation and love and I think that in the end, even Satan, mm. even Lucifer, whatever name you want to use, even they, if they, t- if they give up their ego and turn around and be, in parenthesis, saved, that no one is, is beyond that, that we all, everything in every dimension will eventually return once we've finished our work and we've finished our journey mm. to the divine, to the creator
0: and hell's more just farther away from them you know what I mean, is that what you take on it kind of like, you know, the world is, people will say hell on earth, which is kind of lame, you know, if anything hell, earth's more of a purgatory type deal, because you have your mixture of you got your good and your bad, your heaven and hell's on earth uh, and hell's more of a more of a place of just complete negativity with no positivity type deal, like what uh, what things, the, how, how bad things probably really could be, you know what I mean
1: well, when the ego takes the wrong twist yeah. and it starts separating itself from other people, uh, from the divine, from everything, and that ego and anger build, you are creating that anger and that anxiety and that's just eating you up inside and that is your personal hell. If you're, if you're still in this, in this world, that becomes your hell because you do not know peace. You do not know comfort. You do not know love. Because you have shut it all out while you've turned inside and built those walls, and as you wallow in your hate and anger, that's hell. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. Yeah, we've talked about hell a few times on the show. It's uh, Doc, dark, the dark Belly. But yeah, I assume the same way that I feel like that negative energy and that darkness and that that torment is, you know, in ha- in hell. The energy in in the heaven state would be you know, loving and warm and welcoming, you know what I mean, it would just be, it's energy, I feel like it's just big balls of energy, one's very positive, and one's very negative, and the negative is, like, you know, painful probably to be in it, not, not just physically, but mentally, like I've said before, where I think a lot of, you know, I think, you know, hell's a lot of uh, thinking about what you've done, alone with yourself type situation, where, like, if you kind of did bad things in your life, You know, when you're dead, you have that time to really think about it and and think about, you know, the the joy and love you squandered and could have gave out instead of giving out, you know, hard times and, you know, (laughs) negativity. Uh, And then you you kind of have to deal with that fact as well as seeing, you know, people that you care about have to go through situations you put other people through, I feel. And it's all all within your subconscious type thing, you know what I mean? Because you know, everybody knows... Everybody knows every single dark thing that they've done in their life, you know what I mean? It's kept in a little closet in the back of their mind, and it's, uh, I feel like you you have to enter that closet when you die, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's very uh, Buddhist, and uh, also uh, Hindu has elements of that in it. Yeah. Uh, I believe that, and based on, and I mentioned it a long while ago, um, in one of the previous episodes, I have a slightly different belief. The time that I died, yeah. um, I had an allergic reaction. I was at the World's Fair in Canada back when they had World's Fairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were no ambulances available. And I had difficulty breathing. And I got transported to the hospital in the back of a canine unit. It was a station wagon. I can remember gasping for air i can remember my body getting cold and my vision starting to go and sound starting to go and the rather unique experience of not knowing whether i had feet because i couldn't feel myself anymore i mean even if you're you're just sitting down some part of your brain knows you have feet because there's blood running through it none of it, it all disappeared and it turns out that i did die and I had to be revived, but when I did, I didn't have the tunnel, and I didn't have the um, looking down at myself. Mm-hmm. I suddenly wasn't a human form anymore. I was—I had awareness, but I didn't have a body, yeah. and I was enveloped in what you could call a silvery white light. Even though I couldn't see, it was I, the best way I can describe it as light, but that's not accurate. Yeah, and. It was the most incredible, loving, peaceful experience. I mean, if I dwell on it, I almost come to tears. It was fantastic. I used to like the joke, best, best than the best sex you ever had. Yeah. But that's, that, that was a joke that's not that far off. It was totally, and it was otherworldly. I, it's just no way to describe it. There's no way I've ever felt it while in this body. And when they did revive me, I was pissed. Yeah. i didn't want to i didn't want to leave that place or whatever it was i was i wasn't who i was but i was something and that something else without a body was one with that greater sense of of love and energy and just this incredible feeling and i wasn't happy to come back i was not happy to come back at all
0: yeah it was a I think part of it, that feeling is like part of the weight of the world loosening up around you. You know what I mean? When you get so close to death, it's like the small, like the things that are so crucial in life now that seem so small when you took When in the life scheme of things, you know what I mean? Like, like when human, you know, hum- when humans first started, like we weren't dis- We weren't created to like work. You know, five to seven days a week just so we could get by and pay bills. You know what I mean? Like, think you think of stuff like that. Like the things that burden us is like our souls that are just added to the mix that we don't need to do. Think about how important it is for people to work, but like at the end of the day it's like like it's not really progressing life. It's just like, like you could be alive and not work. It's just you need to f- keep the machine moving type deal, you know. So like I think that a lot of that and then you know the the burden of every, like all like it's like there's a lot of burdens I think that people just have in their life that you know might not be like gigantic burdens, but just little like, you know, like shit that they, they realistically don't need to do, but they do, and it's like, takes up a lot of their shit, their, their time and stuff. Um, uh, but, I, when I said takes up a lot of their shit, like I had a joke in my head that threw me completely off, because I didn't want to go there. Like, popped in my head, but it was too much for the audience. It was too much for Ray Bootin. Ray Bootin would have said, you're getting too wacky again. But it's, uh, and I agreed with him, that's why I didn't go there. Um, but yeah, like, it's interesting. The whole thing's kind of interesting, but let's dive a little deeper into this old reincarnation and past life regression. Uh, reincarnation and the exploration of past lives have brought meaning uh, to many individuals. Some of the benefits that can be gained include spiritual growth, which, uh, of course, like, anytime you break out of the realm of Kind of norm- normalcy and go deeper. It's great for growth, you know, in any kind of capacity. Reincarnation, my friend. Um, reincarnation has a great value for individuals in that it can explain so much about why certain events happen in our lives, as well as the purpose of life. Author Mary Elizabeth Rain said, "The fundamental theory of reincarnation is that our souls are reborn many times in different bodies." Now you believe in the reincarnation, right?
1: Right. I do. Uh, one thing I uh, in my past, yeah. Um, and this is—it's been a lifelong thing for me to to do different studies. Mm-hmm. I took it to the point uh, studying uh, hypnotherapy. Uh, I'm a board-certified hypnotherapist, uh, not only in behavioral changes, but I got a certificate in past life regression. Yeah to be able to bring people back into their past and to be able so that they can learn there in the past things that happened that they're still carrying in this life Mm -hmm. so that they can they can discard it and move on to the next step. So do I believe in it? Yes. Do I believe I lived before? Yes, I do. Um, Not only part of the training was not only to do this with people, but to be the subject yourself. And things were brought up that perfectly... Um, explained certain behaviors of mine. Yeah. And in, including, I think I went on a, a recent episode, uh, one time we mentioned somebody who, uh, had an instance of, uh, these memories and they went back and they were able to find, um, enough detail that they were able to go to a cemetery and it was right down to the name and find a gravestone in the area from that past life. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've seen it when people have gone under and you've gotten rid of this busy uh, conscious mind, and you've tapped into the subconscious, which is connected uh, on a level to the spirit world, and people will believe in, uh, and they call it the higher self, a part of you that reaches out and connects in, in the spirit world, it's always there, mm-hmm. and they see what's come, they see what they've been through, and they have a chance to examine it, and if they're carrying that into this life, they can then discard it, or at least understand it and work on it, but uh, past lives definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely respect your opinion on that. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm middle of the road. I'm still a little middle of the road myself, but I, but I completely respect. it. I mean, I, it's, it's one of those things that I don't deny it for sure. I just feel, I feel like it's one of those things I'll probably only find out when the when that fateful day comes. You know what I mean?
1: well as far as finding out goes what happens is that once you've gone through that yeah then you realize that oh yeah I am more than this life and I am more than this body yeah. and that kind of wakes you up to to see that uh, yeah there's something real here <laughs> it's not just one not, not one shot No, go it's real
0: and people usually start over with like a mind erase almost where it takes like certain situations or like some deep root deep you know discussion type deal to like figure that out figure out their their past
1: life thing right uh when you present it to them and when you're presenting it to them you do so in a way that um you remove the emotion so that they can view it uh under hypnosis you are using a technique that has them look at it without emotion so that they can understand it and then when they bring it when you bring them out of the hypnosis what happens is they have the memory but they don't have the negative emotion so they can then start to deal with and apply it how that memory is affecting their life and apply techniques or ways to be able to change it so it no longer does yeah yeah
0: interesting interesting we got uh you know uh in the in like manner, uh, past life regression can affect healing in an individual's life by exploring the events in past lives that may still influence the present. It is well documented that uh, Freud and Jung affirmed our most painful traumas are buried deep within our unconscious mind. Like we were just talking about uh, behavioral overlays, you know, very often we are unable to recall the causes of our fears, and yet the behavioral overlays are evident. In order to release some of the negative behavioral patterns we experience, without actually knowing the cause, past life regression can bring answers and healing in our present lives. Past life regression uh, therapist Laurel Philan, noted the regression technique is simple. It involves a relaxation of the body to allow the brain waves to slow down. What's your take on that whole relaxation process and such of getting there?
1: Um, I've used it uh, in hypnosis, not just for past life regression. Yeah. Well, what, ha- what happens is that it brings you down to a state of relaxation where you have shut down the mind that's constantly going, oh, i got to do this later, i got to do that, or why did that happen? All of that shuts down completely, and you are totally relaxed. And usually when people come out, um, whether it's behavior, behavior modification, past life, whatever you're using it for, Usually when they come out, at the very least, they're going, ah, oh, I feel so relaxed. I feel good. Uh, because you have shut down that busy mind. You've shut off those crazy emotions and you've went deep in, into the mind in that super relaxed state. And most people I know, uh, well, actually all of the experiences I've had with it, oh, people love it. It's kind of like, oh, can I do this at home? <laughs> and there is, there are techniques for self-hypnosis.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you've, have you done self-hypnosis yourself on, on yourself?
1: Uh, I've done some. I don't do it too much. I call it meditation instead, um, yeah. where I, I contemplate, but sometimes it's not even contemplation. It's just letting everything come up and flow away and getting rid of all the thoughts and getting rid of um, everything that's in a busy mind. So I get back to that state of being very still and very relaxed.
0: Yeah, stay centered, you know, you got to kind of find your peace. Uh, The value of past life regression. Uh, While the client is led into a relaxed state, the therapist encourages the client to focus on certain parts of the body and thereby reach uh, a state where past life memories can be accessed. The past life regression session is, of course, full of complexity and demands uh, a commitment of time. So what, they would, they would like, touch his leg and be like, you got, like, a, a fatal wound in your leg in a battlefield type deal?
1: Uh, no, you let the individual themselves, as they examine their body with their subconscious mind and focusing on different parts of it, bring something up. You're, you're just kind of leading them while their mind, their subconscious mind is open to be able to see things they normally don't see.
0: Yeah, so this is like a spiritual ultra, like ultra scan, type deal, like a like a like that when they scan your body ultrasound. This is like a, it's like spiritual ultrasound here, where they you know, they kind of, I'm, I'm I'm picturing I'm like going down the body, and then you see like the little glowing orange orb like by by the ankle, and they 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 they, they like feel it, and then the, the people start to feel that, uh, you know, they but in the, in the ancient times they broke their ankle and. What could have been fixed today? They starved to death on a mountain because they couldn't, like, make their way down, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Something well, like there that? Yeah.
1: There, there are different techniques. Uh, one I would use is that if a person had have a conversation with a person and if they had, let's say, a phobia, let's yeah. say they were afraid of water. Yeah. And once they were under in that hypnotic state, using techniques so that they did not have an emotional reaction... I would tell them to look at the water. Do you see the water? And then I would bring them back, and I and I would say, "Okay, how do you? Why? What's around the water? Mm. How did you feel at the time? Can you see yourself? Yeah. Take a take a look at yourself very carefully. Look at your feet, and the person might say, in a trance, they would say, "Oh, I see sandals." Okay, okay look up your body. Um, I see a toga. Mm -hmm. Now they're in a super relaxed state. They're not judging what they see. And then, okay, what do you? What's around you? Oh, there's a fishing village. What just happened? I came back from fishing. Okay, what do you? What else do you see? Well, the the village is burned. Anything else? My family is dead. Mm -hmm. And so, what happened is they're seeing something in a past life where they were let's say they were a fisherman water and while they were on the water they lost everything all their loved ones mm. and they developed a fear and a hate of water because they would lose everything they had again and then you address those issues on how they look at water now when you see water what is it because you remove the emotions it's just water okay that was then that is gone Yeah that is not, not and you kind of talk them through it so that when they come out of it then you know a couple of weeks later i had someone say hey uh we went to the beach and i felt comfortable i actually got in the water and swam around and it's something which they would they didn't even want to put their foot in the water before or they walked on a pier yeah. they couldn't they couldn't do that they couldn't be near boats or water or anything they would freak out and now little by little they're going, "Oh, that's not a threat that's not bad what is kind of cool uh, <laughs> so they inside they have changed because they have seen what has originally gave them the trauma and they were able to view it with from a position of no trauma and understand it so now they can approach water and it's not threatening anymore in this life
0: yeah So, in situations of, uh, you know, like, these big mass hysteria things where, like, society's completely tied up in all these fears, like, uh, you brought up water, but we'll bring up, like, sharks, you know, um, clowns even, you know, you think that these things might have, have in, like, a bigger way in the past have been a lot of, like, so many people died from things like shark attacks that it kind of has an... uh, there's a fear in the air or like clowns maybe like <laughs> maybe there was a lot of like circus fires due to like the hate for the elephants and enclosed spaces and you know maybe a lot of lives were lost the fire and the last thing they seen were the clowns running around like what do you think what do you think really stems that the fear and the subconscious of those big things you know well, that i think everybody's the, the, afraid
1: of yeah well sometimes you have simple th- to me a shark is a simple thing one of the greatest fears that people have yeah. not only is death, but being eaten. Right. I mean, if you let's face it, if you live on the plains in Africa, your fear is of the lion, and the lion is going to eat you. And now, if you think of a way you want to die, you want something to gnaw you to death. But
0: you got to look at a lot of a lot of humans were eaten back in the day. So is that yeah, because you can look it, at it and say a lot of people die in car accidents too, but they're not as they're not as afraid of being, you know what I mean? Even if you're already dead, being eaten is, like, horrifying, you know what I
1: mean? Well, I mean, if, if you're talking about, a, uh, let's say you you use that phrase back in the day, lived in a place where uh, there were a lot of lions, and uh, people were eaten. You have a collective consciousness there, a collective yeah. fear mm-hmm. that's put into everybody. I'm and that, dig, yeah. that carries on. That carries on through lies, because it is a fear that was deeply instilled and if you take clowns, it could be anything that's uh, unusual in a mask, made up in an outfit, and it can even go back to images uh, where people may have been afraid of um, invaders because quite often in primitive times what they would do is they would paint their face, they would scream, they would wear costumes to try and intimidate. And that image of something strange-looking, something glaring at you all painted up it could be a collective consciousness type of fear
0: yeah
1: uh uh, that's nowadays presented as the clown because of the similarities in the presentation
0: i think that whole clown fear started from like a kid telling his father or a big brother that that clown looks creepy and the, the the person saying well you know what they do to kids right and that that you know, that whole vibe of people saying shit like that, I think is why clowns have gotten to where they're at right now. Just people like messing with people. You know what I mean? Oh, I,
1: I agree that there's there's a good degree of that also. I mean, um
0: And there is a creepiness there is a creepiness to something that you don't you can't see the face and it has a fake smile plastered over it, you know.
1: Oh, we're we're afraid of what we can't see or we don't understand. And you got that fake faces. What's hiding underneath it? Why is it hiding? All these things play into the mind, going, "Oh, what is it? Like, oh no, what's hiding there? Is it going to hurt me?" Because we're always afraid of being hurt. Yeah,
0: it's true. You know, but I wonder if there's like uh, if there's any we- like the how it because there are certain fears that people just everybody kind of tags into, and it's, th- it's it's through experiences. But to try and take the Take the argument or the side of the reincarnation thing. I, I was con. I was cont- I was wondering, you know, what what you think, what that would be like. You think there would be, because you know, because it, it, during certain times, you know, pla- the, the plague eras and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, you know, for a fact that the plague error is why there's there's fear of plagues now because people know that millions of people died in the past from it. You know what I mean? Like they went to the Spanish flu the Spanish flu is talked about a lot during,
1: you know, with the COVID stuff. Well, well all, you also down. have, back, back during the, uh, like, the Black Death and such, right? Um, what you had, hold on a second, yeah. uh, uh, picked up a package that was delivered out front, uh, <laughs> uh, what you had back there, the doctors were dressed in black, they had a hat on, and they had this, like, bird beak thing that was kind of looking. Yeah, I've seen those. And they would put the, the different herbs in the beak believing that it would protect them. And what happened was then by the millions, when someone saw that, they thought the Black Death was coming and they were going to die. So that was like the original creepy clown, even though it was a doctor. Yeah. It was a, the original masked, creepy image where death was coming for you and there was harm behind it. And that leaves an imprint on a human psyche and mm. maybe people carry that through lives. Got to, but, that. Uh, to me, it's a, a definite possibility.
0: The vulture look. You know, vultures are a sign of death. You see them coming. You know what I mean? They have that look. In there. Isn't the, the whole, like, ironicness of that is like as crazy as those masks looked, at did they they actually didn't help in, in the slightest. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the little masks, like when you're wearing, rocking a bandana, I guess, when during the middle of COVID outbreak. Um, but yeah, you know. So we got these folks over here. Um, while the client is led to be into relaxed therapist encourages the client to focus on certain parts of the body, you know, like we just said, Dr. Thurman B. Friedman pointed out public attention and past life regression has grown over the years due to media publicity. Hathaway, 2003, you know, for this reason, it is important to offer accurate information about the working of the technique of past life regression and its benefits, you know, What type of benefits do you think come with knowing about your
1: past? Um, It frees you, like I said, it frees you up from phobias. Um, You've got to become better self-aware of who you are, see different aspects. A big one uh, for a lot of people, it usually takes a while before it dawns on them and they truly embrace it, is that if you accept that you've lived more than once, yeah, it robs some of the stigma and it robs some of the fear that's associated with death.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Because you may continue to live on either as spirit or, again, in another life if you if you choose or whichever way it goes, if you put back. Um, but it's kind of like it takes some of the permanence of death away. And that kind of frees you a little bit when you're less uh, afraid of death lurking around every corner
0: very controversial subject do you think people just make themselves believe that to fit to feel some type of safety and comfort
1: um if if you've done the technique right and you get uh deep enough into the subconscious mind um i don't believe it's fabricated i believe that these are actual memories from a from a prior life that's why uh when you do hypnotherapy or your hypnotherapist is a whole separate training for past life regression because it deals with a whole separate set of issues Mm -hmm. uh then let's say behavior modification it's it's very very different because you're going into a very deep deep area uh that really goes beyond just uh what someone's created in their mind you're talking about a life they had before
0: yeah, and much like everything, I mean, there'll be, there'll be the, the purists and the people that just kind of latch on and say that things happened and such, you know, I'm sure there's people out there telling people that are completely full of shit, telling everybody that they were fucking, they, they've been king like eight times in their existence, you know what I mean? And that you should bow down to them. You should bow down to them in their job at Walmart because they were king 17 times before, you know what I mean?
1: Well, that, that brings up two things. One is if you've taken them down, uh, deep into the subconscious mind, you've gotten beyond that ego, yep. so that they're not likely to, not likely to come up with that. But the other thing is that if someone does that, if you switch over to communicating with spirits, there are mediums who communicate, and then there are channels. And I have doubts about channels, because when someone is channeling, the person there is there saying, okay, I'm bringing through Julius Caesar.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's kind of like, or Joan of Arc. It's kind of like that's fine. We can't verify anything. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. I want I want someone who's going to be there and actually give me communication that's going to give me information I can verify. Would you be Not,
0: would, would you yeah. would you be hesitant to believe somebody who said there was somebody famous?
1: I would be. Yeah. Definitely, definitely would be. That's 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 too easy. Give me personal information no one else knows. <laughs>
0: Do you think that, like, s- someone that actually was, like, this super famous person in the past would be stronger in this life or equal?
1: Um, I I really think that they, they would be different until they work out the issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and do you think if some, you think, find, I think, did you say something a little while ago about um, if pe- people finding out that they were, like, royalty or something, you think that gives that... Would lessen their
1: ego? I think it would kinda of inflate it a little more. What do you think? Uh, hopefully they'd be a little bit more humble in this life. Yeah. Um uh, I don't uh I don't think that finding out you were once royalty yeah. uh should change who you are now unless the ego takes over once you're out of the session and you start thinking, Well, I deserve more. I deserve more. I mean it, myself and uh I think recently I've been doing genealogy and DNA and I was connected to the seven kings of Ireland. They ruled for over a hundred years in Ireland. So I have Royal Blood in me. It's kinda that's kinda like yeah, okay, fine. That was like I think around the year (laughs) one thousand. So it's kinda yeah, okay, fine, royal blood in me. Yeah, okay, hasn't done me any good now, I yeah. guess I'm going to have to go back to my normal day-to-day. <laughs> the,
0: the, blood, the blood has lost its potency over the years, you know, of royalty, of the royalty kind.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it just doesn't apply now, it doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: mostly ghostly royalty, that's for sure. We call them royalty, actually, for Ray. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cool stuff. You know, trapping, uh, tapping into one's past lives hold the key to understanding some of the sufferings we experience in life, uh, such as addictions, depression, suicidal tendencies, anxiety, and a host of other human problems. On uh, on the positive side, past life regression is also a valuable tool in self-discovery for individuals seeking to get a deeper understanding of their identity. I 120% agree with everything right there. You know what I mean? I think that's yep. probably the best thing that you get out of it, the whole deal, is, is working through your problems. And maybe it's just a way to work through your problems, you know what I mean? It's a, But it's a positive, anything anything that gets you through something is a positive thing. Author Andy Tomilson, were you going to, did I cut you off, were you going to say something? Nope. Okay, author Andy Tomilson questioned why we have to prove that spiritual regression is valuable. In that the experience gained our soul memories that can help us understand the blueprint of our lives, he said. We didn't have to. Uh, we didn't have to any more than Je- than Jung. Uh, we, he said, we didn't have to any more than Jung had to prove the reality of dreams before he used them for healing. Okay. Are you familiar with Jung?
1: Uh, yes, I am. At one time, um, I did a lot of reading up.
0: Now, they also, um, who'd they bring up before, um, the sex guy there? What's his name? <laughs> Freud, yeah. F- Freud there. They brought up Freud before.
1: Oh, oh yeah, the idea that uh, everything is due to either sex or your mother hated you or something like that, you yeah, know?
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I didn't think he'd be tied into this, to this past life thing. But I guess so. I'm, I've never really f- fully read up on him or Jung. You read up on Freud as well as Jung?
1: No, not, not too much on Freud. Yeah. Um, Jung is the, uh, very much the archetypes, uh, as to where we derive some images. It's a very complex system, but it, it works well in the dreams and interpreting dreams that these images, what they mean for us. It's a fascinating thing to, fascinating thing to read. Do I believe all of it? No. Do I believe there's a lot of validity in there? Oh, yeah.
0: So Young's the more respected individual in the spiritual world, I'm going to say?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. what, uh,
0: what is important is acknowledging the inner world experiences. Some individuals have doubts about the value of past life regression. Uh, yet, as Tomlinson pointed out, that in deep trance following the past life death, thousands of ordinary people are able to recall the memories of spirit guides and spirits of light that have joined... Uh, jointly planned their current life and helped in the selection of their physical body for this life. So that's good, you know. You know, we've talked a lot about the the spirit guides throughout, you know, the show, which everybody has some, you know, so it's nice. I mean, everything's kind of entwined. It's all, you know, goes hand in hand. These experiences are rewarding because as the clients return to their wakeful consciousness, as Tomlinson noted, they have renewed sense of purpose. So it's an eye-opening experience for him, you know what I mean? It's definitely like a enlightened thing,
1: for sure. Individuals... Yes? I was, yes. no, I was, I was going to say, definitely, any self-knowledge you have is a form of enlightenment.
0: Yeah. The um, individuals begin to realize that they have lived many lives previous to their present incarnation, and so if they are carrying an imprint or a negative behavioral overlay, they will hence know the source and work to release the imprint. And then they would just go about, you know, fixing themselves up. And uh, individuals have been on this earth for many reasons, and can further expand their understanding of the purpose of their lives by undergoing past life regression therapy without the benefit of past life regression, individuals may continue to have a limited range of perception as they analyze the events of their lives. Interesting stuff, you know. But, uh, like, I do, yeah, it would be an eye-opening thing, you know, to tap into for sure. Like, you tap into something like that, and uh, it's definitely going to blow your mind a little bit, you know, And, and, and a rush of just adrenaline and questions and the whole nine, you know?
1: Well, we talked in the past about how, uh, we've talked about energy, the brain is energy, people are energy, uh, Einstein said people are energy slowed down, the connectedness of everything at a quantum level, when you start putting all that together, and then you start looking at um, past life regression, suddenly... You, what you should say is, oh, maybe there's something more here than I first thought. It's not just making up memories. Yeah. And uh, who was I? What happened to me? And just like during our life, uh, in our present life, we may look back and something happened to us, and we have to deal with that and the imprint it left on our life and get, get over those habits. This takes it the extra step beyond the life we're living to do the same thing from past lives and discard those influences and those imprints that they've left on us that we've carried life after life, and it frees us. Yeah.
0: Now this whole th- this whole thing kind of goes against what uh, you know the Catholics and Christian believe their belief system of the heaven because this kind of ixnay's that whole. There's really no afterlife. It just
1: restarts. You know what I mean. Well, what it does is it delays it. There is eventually, uh, if you achieve enlightenment, um, whether it's a case you choose not to come back, you you achieve it and you move on, that would be the heaven point. The idea of reincarnation, I mean, if you look at even in the New Testament, there's one point where Yeshua or Jesus asked the, the disciples, who am I? And one of them says, oh, you're Isaiah who has come back. And they're naming great figures, prophets and great figures who have come back, which indicates there was a belief even then among Judaism of reincarnation. And it was Simon Peter who said that uh, you're the Messiah and then the name became fully Peter. But the others are naming people. So it's kind of like, well, if they're naming people coming back, Mm. then then there was it's not just the Kabbalah. There are others who thought that, oh, you live again, and Christianity, built on Judaism, eventually discarded any reference Mm -hmm. to the the possibility of um, reincarnation. And, like I said at the beginning, one reason I like to look at the older writings is that, over time, um, there there were multiple, multiple versions of different gospels and texts, and it was all narrowed down to four of them, because you had an organization, the church, and not putting them down for it because without Catholicism in the background uh, Christianity would not have survived. So it wasn't until the Reformation that the Protestant and other groups broke off. But they narrowed things down to try and unify and control it because it was scattered all over the place. And in doing so, they may have just lost a lot of rich traditions and teachings and knowledge by doing that. And uh, I would just rather go back and try and find out what was originally said about that what was originally thought about that reincarnation was a possibility if you go back far enough
0: you think anybody's ever reached full enlightenment
1: on the first go of it
0: and didn't have to reincarnate
1: um, I would say there probably were people that did, they yeah. may have chosen to it's not a case i had to they may have chosen to come back but i would think that uh there was there were some that someone might call them prophets or saints or different names but um i would say they were the people that realized what it's really about and uh for them coming back did not make any difference i mean they in a sense they help from the spirit world from the other side they help us
0: yeah Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely some interesting stuff, you know. Often, as persons review their lives and their actions they have taken, uh, they often feel a sense of regret, loss, guilt, and a longing to return to the past and make changes. Those who have lost children or spouses often uh, bemoan the negative treatment they inflicted on their loved ones. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? That's kind of like that hell thing I was talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, they cannot move on, and hence live in the past where there is no healing but only sadness. Uh, a lot of people live that, their life that way, unfortunately. Um, they would uh, not not such person persons experience a liberation from the past if they were but to explore the reasons they behave in the reprehensible manner. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like it's definitely that hell thing where they just kind of. They gotta kind of figure out why they were why they didn't choose the righteous path. You know what I mean? Undergo, well, it,
1: yeah. It, it parallels, like I said before, it parallels. You're in this life right now. There were things that affected you, maybe when you were young, or relationships that caused you to form a certain way, a certain attitude, or a way of behaving with people, or behaving even with yourself, if it's a negative behavior. Yeah. Just like that. Past lives are also influencing you now, reinforcing those things. You may be acting on something that uh, happened, I don't know, 50 generations ago or, you know, uh, 500, 600 years ago when you lived then. Uh, you was traumatic enough that you retained it and you're carrying it into this life. And I say it's time to clear that up. Get rid of it yeah. and find out who you are. For
0: sure. Yeah. Undergoing a past life regression could save uh, such persons from inflicting self hate, as after a while the channels would open uh, and the answers would come. Perhaps they would have an understanding that in their souls' trajectory, they carried into the present life an important from an, a previous li- an imprint from uh, a previous life that they were unable to release as they had no knowledge of it. So yeah, I mean. You know, it goes with that, you know, people got something on their shoulders, they don't know what it is, and they, you know, go into addiction and depression because they just, they got this big, black, negative cloud in their life, and they don't know why it's there, so they turn to other things to kind of, you know, break up the cloud. Um, Yep. The question of the benefits uh, derived from the past life regression as a tool for healing cannot be completely answered because of its complexity, and the more and more research is needed to gain true knowledge of its many aspects. You know, always learning. You know, like Ray. You know, doing it big. Like that's what we like. Things always. Uh, progressing and, and evolving into better things, you know. And this right here, the ball the ball's still snowballing as uh, things are picked up. I do feel that Ray is going to crack the code and change the world. Let's
1: talk about <laughs> <laughs> One thing I would like to do, I know that in Britain, yeah. uh, and I, this I also mentioned before, but I'd love to apply it to uh, past life regression. Uh, when they tested mediums and they chose five of them, and they had very strict rules as they couldn't know know anything at that time etc but they also put special caps on them that measured brain activity monitored eye movement they controlled everything and these five that were successful in giving messages they found out there was a certain part of the brain that was more active than it is in your normal day to day state and it was an increase in beta waves Hmm. and what I would love to do is the same thing to find out physically what's happening in the brain when you're doing past life regression what part is activated and i would not be surprised at all if it ended up being the same section in that british study mm. uh, and the beta waves increased which indicates something beyond the physical in the day to day i would love to i would love to see that done by somebody just to see how the brain reacts yeah
0: yeah, that would be interesting. The uh, With the spiritual growth, uh, Dr. Michael Newton in his book Journey of the Souls suggested that it appeared to be a paradox that humans among all the creatures on Earth need to repress the fear of death in order to experience normalcy in their lives. Yeah, I agree with that a little bit, you know what I mean? But once I feel like they accept death, that's when normalcy can they can really enter normalcy for sure you know what i mean
1: oh yeah you don't start living until you realize that until you accept that you will die
0: that's deep that's fucking that's six feet deep right there that was good um but yeah it's true you know and i think the big you know so many people are held down by the fear of that and it's like you know there is nothing you can do to stop it from happening you don't know when it's going to happen, but it's happening, it's coming, you know what I mean, so all you can do is kind of live your life, you know, I said something about this earlier today, we had an old friend from the Boombastic, you know, an actor pal from the, the old days of Boombastic Films, you know, Mike Walsh, passed away, uh, a couple of days ago, very sad stuff, young kid, and, um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, I brought that, we brought that up though, but, uh, what was I going for? What that blew my mind when I brought that up. But what was I saying before
1: that? You were talking about uh, accepting death and living life right now. What I was thinking about. Oh yeah, yeah. It, yeah. What I was thinking about there at that point is that um, people talk about living in the moment. Mm. The only thing you're ever conscious of is the moment that you're in. Mm. Um, so the past really doesn't matter because it in in one sense because you're you're always in the now though you're under the influence of the past but since you're always in the moment your life is one big moment yeah. and at some point that moment is over yeah. if you can accept that you make the best use of the moment that you're in the now
0: yeah it's crazy it is i mean like we we're saying a lot of a lot of time and energy and worry has been fears spent on death and once you realize that once you realize, one, it's happening no matter what, and two, that it's not the end, I think you life is a lot happier, you know what I mean? A lot smoother at least, less worrisome. Then you, then you have to worry about the small things that don't matter, you know.
1: Well, I know that for myself, um, <laughs> and in, you take a look at, you know, I've, I've reached a certain, when I was young, it's kind of like it's you, you're going to live forever, and then uh, you look at it and you go, "Oh, I'm not really that old." Uh, well, I reached the age where, like, I retired five years ago. Mm-hmm. I look ahead at what a lifespan is, and the idea that, yeah, the bulk of it's all gone. What am I going to do with myself? Yeah. So yeah. You, you take a look at what you've wasted. Your time on whether it be emotions or things, and you discard that, and you just say, "Okay, what is really important?" It's unfortunate that well, two things are unfortunate. One is some people never reach that point, but quite often people don't reach that point until they are older and look back and say, "Oh, that's a lot of shit. (laughs) I wasted a lot of time." Yeah, and they decide to hopefully what they decide to do at that time is open up their spirit and live in the day and uh, connect with a higher power and their higher self and live a better life. Mm.
0: It's true. you know. Uh, Dr. Michael Newton pointed out that uh, every person contains a certain power within that allows them to conceptualize the idea of an eternal soul. This awareness raises questions for each person, Newton points out. The nature of the questions leads many to ask: If there is an eternal soul present, then where does the uh, eternal soul go go after physical death? Newton notes that most people have built in amnesia in terms of soul identity, but it appears on a conscious level to help merge the soul with the brain. You know, man must be willing to grow spiritually via gaining an understanding of the value in the experiences related to the inner world. It is wondrous to open the spiritual doors that way. That uh, in the end will open our minds to the answers of higher realms. It's true. I mean, the higher realms is within our uh, in our in our minds and our souls because it's the only it's the only you know personality. Like when we die, like our, our souls are like personality. What makes people what makes what you know the personalities and people what makes people different from other people like that's our soul and stuff and when that 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 has to go i feel like that's too magical and too powerful of a energy just to like that that when this body dies that that dies too i just find that difficult now my question is i don't does it restart you know or go you know it You know, my belief is it goes to a higher realm, which is 50-50 right up there with, like, what you're going with, is you can do the higher realm or you could choose to to reincarnate or maybe not choose but have to reincarnate until you hit a point. Um, But it's all kind of along the same. We're all on the same street. Our houses are all on the same street, Ray.
1: Well, there's uh, also the belief that uh, those that choose not to uh, reincarnate help from the spirit world and they are called the ascended masters. Mm. Remember I mentioned prophets, saints, they got different people that uh, are in spirit and are using their, I would say, access to people, their connectivity uh, to us in the world and maybe on an energetic level if someone's more comfortable or quantum level, they are using that to help us also Go and uh, reach a level where they are. They are our guides, bringing us along. We have to just open ourselves to it.
0: Is that like when people join the army for one weekend a month? What do they call? <laughs> what, do they, what do they call those people? There's a name for them. A uh, uh, weekend weekend warriors. Weekend warriors. I was gonna go with that, but it felt like I was. Uh, I don't want to, disc- you know, you know, tear down what they do because I, you know, appreciate all. All efforts, but, um, yeah. I was thinking more like National
1: Guard or the Reserves. It could
0: be, yeah, it might be one of those or something. I'm not familiar. Uh I, 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 I was in Vietnam. I was supposed to go to Vietnam and I went to Canada
1: <laughs> and
0: wrote poetry. <laughs> I went to Canada and wrote poetry. Are oh, you too young? I know. You're
1: too young for that. You ain't gonna, gonna put that one out there and catch me in it.
0: I'm joking. I went, it was during the Afghanistan conflict I went to Canada. No, i just joking. I was at that level, though. We were like, I got friends, I should even joke, dude. I got friends that went away to that. And it's unfortunate, because people came back really fucked up. If not physically, mentally, of course. Um, you know, my buddy's got all, you know, knee. his knees are like blown out and shit, and you know, no names, but I, uh, I've i yet to meet... I've yet to meet... Uh, this is very controversial. I've yet to meet a person, get out of the army, and not indulge in alcoholic drinks. but um, And that's an unfortunate thing. That is an unfortunate thing. But um, going back to uh, ghostly stuff, yeah, while I get super... I'm, I can no longer be president after that comment. Um, but yeah, you know, the, 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 the whole spiritual realm of this, the reincarnation deal. Now, do you feel... How do you feel about going into an animal or going into like a, like a tree or something like that with reincarnation?
1: Some people will dismiss that, and I think that's because of the ego. Everything that is in creation has essence of the creator in it, Yeah, has a certain energy and a certain consciousness uh, at different levels. Uh, there are belief systems, again, mostly out in Asia, that if you really, really messed up, then you're reincarnated in a lower Life form, yeah. They see humanity as the uh, highest life form. So, like, uh, so that it, means, would, it would be a po- it would be a possibility. But yeah, if you're a screw up, it's like hey, uh, you're coming back as like a, a mouse, like a scumbag
0: type, like like a somebody killed people or like did bad things to kids type deal. You come back as you know slug or something like that to get stepped on.
1: Uh, yeah, something, something like that. There was an interesting Lovecraft story. Uh, from way from way back Mm -hmm. where two men were arguing about life after death and they said that you know if there's reincarnation or life let us know uh they were going to let each other know somehow and one of them did, did die and the other one was out in his garden and he was cleaning the garden and there were like these little snails in there that a type that feed uh, on the plants in the gardens and bugs it was a snail and he goes to remove it but then he notices the snail is making the shape of some letters giving him the message and that basically the guy freaks out that's how it ends that you know his buddy came back as that snail saying help me (laughs) sort of thing
0: could you imagine that like how that would (laughs) destroy your mind you, 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 dude, I could only imagine what
1: that would be like.
0: I'd have, well, that, to, I'd have to join the you, army just to get alcoholic drinks for that.
1: Uh, <laughs> if you if you're a snail and you still have awareness and that life you're living, but you have the type of human awareness, then yeah, yeah you just found hell. dude that's that is that. That's a great. That's a
0: great like uh, horror story. That belongs in a Tales from the Crypt episode, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, and then that's probably a longer climb. Like if you if you're if then you're gonna work your way back up into a human. And at that point, like, how do you work? How do you do when you're a slug? Like, how do you find enlightenment as a slug? You know what I mean? Like, how is it, you? You have to be that for for many lives until you can work your way into being like a fuck. I don't even know. like a squirrel, like what would you A rabbit like, and then just slowly into a deer, into a bear. you know what I mean? Now he's going to be, He going to have to be a human in a couple of lives, you know what I mean? You get to start out as like, you know, who knows? But I think, yeah.
1: I, I think that that has again to do with the human ego, that we are the highest form there is, that we think that, let's say someone comes back as a squirrel, that they can't live a life and have an awareness of the universe around them uh within the context of their life, to be able to leapfrog to a so-called higher form or to be able to do uh, something and move on. We're just assuming that that squirrel is uh, an animal and we're so much better than them, when in fact most squirrels live in perfect harmony with nature. They don't destroy it. They don't go around killing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, they tend to... The old thing about how they hide... Uh, Nuts and seeds and stuff and lose them. Well, they do lose a lot, large percentage. They never find, and that's why we have continually have trees growing up. I mean, we should be grateful for squirrels. True. Uh, Except for when they get in that bird feeder and don't let the bird get any, but outside of that, uh, be grateful.
0: When you when you walk by uh, a telephone pole and you see a squirrel half half of his body hanging off that thing because it jumped on it and got zapped out, you got to stop and salute it. Pay your
1: respects. Uh, anything that dies, I pay my respects to. Do you really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Like you're a good man. You're a good man, Ray. I don't even pay my respects to some people, humans that die for crying out loud, Ray. You're too good of a man. You're a good well, so
1: I think. I think um, humans. Yeah, some of them seem to, <laughs> as they think they're on the top of. Them on there on the top I think that by their behavior they kind of prove that uh, humans can still be on the bottom Mm.
0: that's the truth yeah we're only uh, only on paper we're only at the top of the food chain on the paper or the high society rather we are high society but uh yeah so we'll see Only, only time will tell you know what, 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 will, what the deal will be with this, um, but it's definitely something to keep in mind, and keep an open mind to, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think it's not real, I just don't, I just have to tap in a little more, but I trust you, and you've done your research, so, like, I believe, I, uh, I lean more in that direction with you saying these things, but, um, we'll see, and, uh, that, what a world to be, to be stuck as a slug, uh, and I want, you uh, would probably tra- transcend pretty quickly because I doubt a slug would have ego. I think once you, uh, but then again, there are no mirrors to a slug. So would it actually indeed ever realize that it was a
1: slug? That's the question. It might just be the lesson that uh, we need to get rid of our ego.
0: That's true. An eye-opening subject. Well, that's one thing we like to do here at Mostly Ghostly. We like to open up your eyes and your mind and your soul and your heart. Sometimes your wallets. But <laughs> not yet, so what can you do? Um, but yeah, you know, the uh, the reincarnation subject has been discussed. Is there anything else you would uh, want to tell the folks about reincarnation to open their eyes up or just kind of top off the whole theme?
1: Well, you've lived many lives, but going back to being in the moment, Mm -hmm. you are here now in this life, live it fully, the best you can, right now, and know that you're more than just this life. Amen.
0: That's the thing, you know, don't, uh... Worry about the, the afterlife when you get to the afterlife. Worry about this life now. Enjoy it, because who knows what the afterlife will be. Uh, very, uh, most likely, it will be nothing like what we're living now. So take advantage of uh, this realm while we have it, you know. And uh, do what you can. Spend time with the folks you want to spend time with. And, you know, take advantage every day. Live for the day. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, with that, you know. We'll give uh, a big rest in peace, Mike Walsh, Boombastic family, uh, very sad condolences, very young, um, tragic ac- hiking accident, you know, that nowadays, unfortunately, even more so nowadays, whenever you hear about a passing, you always think, like, drugs are so huge that you always think of stuff like that, but, you know, it was uh, he died doing what he loved, which is, you know, so there's some condolence in that, you know, there's some solace in that, so... Uh, with that being said, you know, we thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you guys listen, I know Ray Boone was just on uh, the Behold the Pale podcast. Podcast They just started up new episodes. Uh, I think this week the first one comes out. If you want to go catch Ray on there talking about cool stuff. Um, it was a mixture of uh, everything that episode. Pop on over there. Wherever you listen to this, you can find that. Behold the Pale podcast. Uh, Ray was great, and uh, maybe they'll get me on that show sometime. I want to come on to Behold (laughs) the Pill podcast, folks, if you're listening. Put Matt Fisher on there. But, uh, I... We hope everybody have a good one out there. You know, finally in tune, don't worry about death. And, if you want to be reincarnated, then, uh, you know don't live to the fullest or don't go for that enlightenment or what right if they want to if they want to be reincarnated what do they want to do
1: they want to live to the fullest and then once they realize what is beyond that mystery we call death yeah they will be able to choose to be able to come back and help people and if you're going to live multiple lives i think coming back and helping others to live the best life they can over and over again that's a great existence
0: just like birthday presents do it because you want to don't because you have to we'll catch all you folks on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly